number one issue or pain point I hear from advisors on the regular is how do I generate more clients or like my best clients? This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acre. And before we introduce our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're not already subscribed and while you're there, drop us a review to let us know how we're doing and we'll read it here on the show. This week's featured review comes from Denise via Apple Podcasts. Denise says, amazing people and incredible content, five stars. Mm. You guys are amazing. So down to earth and genuine. I love your podcast and listen to it religiously. The golden nuggets it provides are priceless. Your guests are all great. Spoiler alert, including the one today. They provide so much helpful information and raise your knowledge to the next level. Reminder Media also has amazing products that help you level up. Thanks for all the great content, wonderful customer service, quality products, and education. Love it all. P.S. Natasha in the postcard department is an amazing person and has been extremely helpful. Wow. Yeah, that deserves uh, a studio applause. Denise Smiley Face, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services slash Vivid Lifestyle. Thank you, Denise. Let's go. All right. Our guest today is Andrew Saxa. Andrew is the Senior Vice President of Financial Services here at Reminder Media. His primary roles include enterprise and national business development and uses his marketing expertise to help financial advisors grow their business. I was saying before the podcast, I'm like, I can't believe this is the first time we've had Andrew on the show. Yeah, no, it is When we were bringing Andrew on, I was like, oh, we're going to have Andrew back on. Well, we were, to be honest, we were really scared what he would say if we brought (laughs) him on. He's kind of a loose cannon, ladies and gentlemen. The pre-show already went off the rails a little bit, but that wasn't Andrew's fault. That was my fault. Yeah, that's normally, normally Josh tells dad jokes, but this was like 12-year-old boys, 14-year-old boys, you know, like fart well, jokes and I stuff mean, like that. Yeah. Uh, Luke, you always talk about sort of being like the chief evangelist of Reminder Media. Andrew's like co-chief evangelist. Yeah, he's like the chief On the financial man. side, yeah. because you are out there everywhere p- yeah. promoting Reminder Media and helping advisors grow. So that's why we wanted to have you on the show today. Welcome. Awesome, Josh. Thank you again. Really appreciate this opportunity. And uh, really excited to be here. Obviously, huge fan of the podcast. He's nervous sitting next to two superstars. That <laughs> Andrew's are, also responsible for uh, booking the majority of yeah. <laughs> our guests on the podcast. So we figured, well, we had to have him on now. Andrew truly is, um, you know, I'll say this about you the best connector you will meet. There's different types of sales in the sales kind of arena, right? So you have your closers where they're getting on the phone and they're doing like a one call close. And then you have guys that can actually close bigger deals, which is an art that a lot of people don't have. Like a lot of people can do the one-off closes, but to be able to nurture a relationship and build out a bigger close. Like we had a deal in a partnership just come to fruition that we've been hunting for what, eight years? Yes, sir. Eight years is what that took. Now, eight years was a a long time. Let's not have our next one take eight years. But the point being that with that is like, that is a skill set that you are the best at. Like every time I go out on the road with you, it is crazy how you get people to be your best friend. And it's in in a sincere way. It's not like you're fooling them into being best friends. It's like a sincere way. So maybe even we can touch on that after we get through some of these questions. I'd love for you to just take a second though, share your background a little bit with everybody and how you got with us. Thanks, Luke. Really appreciate it. So mm-hmm. I started in the financial services business as a 19-year-old kid with EF Hutton. And so I was registered Series 7 licensed at 19. And, you know, one of the things that I've learned in about 20 years in the business is you got to be passionate. Mm. 
you absolutely have to really love it with everything, every heart, every inch of your being. And if you do have that passion, it's going to come across. Mm -hmm. People are going to sense it and they're going to want to work with you. Yeah, it's no doubt. So how long have you been in financial services before you came here? Was 20 years? Yeah, I was in the business for 20 years, started as a retail uh, stockbroker and then ended my career as uh, running corporate finance for largest tier three broker dealer in the country. What was interesting is when you came over, and this is why it's like you never know with people and where the roads will lead. When you came with Reminder Media, you were actually helping us on the real estate side. And as you were doing really? the, yeah, and as he was doing the I real estate- I don't think I knew that. Yeah, yep. the real estate sales, you were doing the real estate sales and obviously doing successful at the real estate sales. And then we started to realize- oh man, you have all these connections <laughs> in the financial services arena. And then I started to get to know your background even more. And I was like, oh my gosh, we got to, this guy's on the wrong seat of the bus. We've got to move into financial services and get him. We didn't even really have a financial services division. We were kind of toiling, trying to get into the industry more and say, hey man, we got to put this guy over with financial services and see if he can break us in. Now we work with thousands of financial advisors, insurance agents. A lot of them listen to this podcast. So it's been really an incredible journey. So we want to talk to you today about you know, what are some of the things you would advise, right? Um, financial advisors, even this is going to apply across even the financial services arena, but what are some of the tips you would give them? And the first question I have for you is once you get started, right? And you've set up shop as a financial advisor, what are the first three things you would recommend a financial advisor to do? Well, number one, you got to find a client, right? So it's got to start with finding that client, right? You got to build a business from somewhere. And I would tell you, everybody has a unique thing about them where they're going to connect to somebody. And whether it's in their background, maybe their parents were doctors. So that financial advisor naturally gravitates towards doctor clients. Or, you know, in my case, I was actually raised as much as anything through my grandmother, grandparents, I should say. So I always found it very comfortable to work with you know, senior citizens, retired folks. Mm. And then I focused on that because, again, I was comfortable working with them. So I would tell you this, for a financial advisor to be successful, be true to yourself, Mm. know what your strength is, know who the people are you are most comfortable working with, and then build from there. Mm. So start there. Second of all, I would say, you know, there's some really great Uh, organizations. We're very blessed to have a great strategic partnership with NAFA. Mm. NAFA has so many resources for an independent financial advisor. And when you look at the advisor, especially the independent advisor, you know, they may have come from a wirehouse experience where they had just unlimited resources, right? Research, all these other tools. And then you go independent and you have to figure out, okay, yeah, what to do on your own. Who's yeah. the marketing company? Yeah. You know, who's who's you know, who should I work with? So again, a NAFA could be just an incredible opportunity for that advisor to get some resources and also to build a community. You know, again, for the financial advisor, the quicker you can find a good mentor to be able to help you grow your business, that's gonna help you mm. so much. And then uh, I would say just number three, again, you gotta stand out. Right. Mm. I mean, everybody out there can just jump on Google and figure out where to buy Apple stock. Yeah. Everybody in the world could do that. So why should somebody work with you? 
you've got to stand out from the crowd. Yeah, what's so your the, value proposition? What's unique to you? Yep. So the quicker you can do that, the better it's going to be and the yep. more successful you'll be for sure. Well, one golden nugget like that I hear, and this is applies across industries, it's like, and it's very appropriate because we're talking about financial advisors and you think about where's the pl- first place I should invest my money. If I have $10,000, where should I invest that? And all of the rich people, all of the successful people will say, take that $10,000. Don't stick it in real estate. Don't stick it in stock, stick it in yourself. Meaning you got to get the knowledge first. And so one of the points you were making about getting with a NAFA, getting with yep. a coach is first invest in yourself because that confidence will pay you dividends tenfold what that investment would have been if you invested it into a marketing program or something like that. So I think that's a golden nugget for people to take away. If you're just getting started in an industry, one of the main things you have to do is invest in yourself. That's your knowledge base. And with today's world with YouTube and Google and all that, I mean, there's literally nothing you can, I was on the Apple podcast charts because I'm obsessed with where we're charting. (laughs) And I'm just looking at all these podcasts and there's a podcast for everything. And I'm just like, man, you could today in today's world versus 20 years ago, you could learn any thing basically yep. for hundreds free. of thousands of podcasts, crazy crazy Andrew, but this no, is the best one yeah, go ahead. yeah. <laughs> oh this is the <laughs> best you. podcast yeah, thank exactly. you ariel is giving That's a round of applause you for that. perfect we're going to clip that make sure to uh run an ad based on that one <laughs> so knowing what you know now obviously with all your years of experience not only in the financial services but also helping financial advisors with their marketing what's a lesson that you could teach someone new or someone starting out that typically takes advisors years to learn Yeah, again, like I said, figure out who your target audience is, get together with a good marketing organization, whether it's an IMO or FMO, where they can uh, help you not only with uh, the resources to be able to acquire great marketing, like Reminder Media, um, (laughs) but then you got to really and truly figure out exactly who it is you want to work with and then leverage those relationships. So you've got to have the right tool to be able to truly connect at a relationship level, and then build on that relationship to both halves of that household. Number one, I would say that's the most important thing. So many male financial advisors, I don't want to pick on you guys, but let's face it, you're 70% of the industry, and you have a tendency to put all your attention on the male head of the household. And I'm going to tell you right now, that is a huge mistake. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that so passionately is I can tell you, if anything happens to him, he's going to move assets. But more importantly, she is a huge part of the decision-making process. And even going beyond that, she is three times more likely to give you a referral. Mm -hmm. So, boy, you got to have that connection to both. Well, you're seeing that as a huge pain in the financial services arena, for sure, is that. And you could really signify it as you're not connecting to every single stakeholder in the household. It's like you're only connecting as an advisor to the person that is in communication with you because it's natural, right? Um, I go to a financial advisor to get our, you know, investments done and all that stuff. And the the natural relationship is there because we're talking all the time. It doesn't mean you can ignore my wife, Megan, or ignore even our kids. If our kids are older, that type of idea, because the stats all show, man, you're losing so much opportunity. I want to pull out something in there that I think you said that I want to make sure the audience got, which is, You've got to know who you're going after and be dedicated to just focusing there. It is extremely hard. We've struggled with this, even from a podcast standpoint of trying to be everything to everybody. And when you're everything to everybody, you're literally nothing 
to no one. Does that make sense? I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, that up. That's, yeah, that's an Instagram post. No, but the point being is you have to niche down. And the hardest part about niching down when you're new in the industry is you have a tendency to chase every shiny object. Well, you're afraid of loss. Yes. You're, all, when, you, when you start to niche down, all you're thinking about is everyone you're not speaking to and all the potential opportunities that you're missing versus getting hyper-focused on who you want to work with. Yeah, exactly. And the value you can represent to them. Every and single day. Josh, if I can actually add to that, that's such a good point. Um, again, financial advisors, especially newer financial advisors, will take anything, right. you know, with a pulse, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, if you can fog a mirror, guess what? You're my client. <laughs> Bad idea. Bad idea. Hmm. First of all, the lower asset client tends to be a little bit more of a Pain in the neck. I hate to say it, but it's yeah. true. You know, I mean, if they have maybe five or ten thousand dollars with you, they you God forbid a dividend check shows up late, they're on the phone with you. Yeah. Whatever it is, the market moves a hundred points, they're on the phone with you. The guy with a million dollars, the guy with two million dollars <laughs> with you, man, if you did your job right, you never hear from that client. Mm. Except to what? Give you a referral, mm. introduce you to friends that are just exactly like him. Mm. So great point. Awesome. No, I love that. Now, what would you say? So kind of following up with that a little bit from the consistency standpoint, what do you think um, or, or what are you hearing from advisors uh, where they're consistently presented with the greatest challenge? Like, what do you see as the biggest challenge right now in the industry? What advice do you have for advisors facing that challenge? Yeah, that's really a great question. Um, so that's, the why, that's what state paid is all about. <laughs> They bring the great questions. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so number one, issue or pain point I hear from advisors on the regular is how do I generate more clients that are like my best clients? Mm -hmm. Again, that are not the ones that are, um, you know, blowing up their phone every time the market swings, have, you know, reasonably large assets and uh, are just easier to work with, yeah. you know, good people. So the number one question I hear from, or pain point, I should say, I hear from advisors on a consistent basis, how do I grow my A book? Mm. Yep. You know, not the C book, not the D book, but how do I grow the A book? And again, I always bring it back to, look, I promise you, your top client knows three to five people that are exactly like them. So you've got to find a way to not only strengthen your relationship with that top client, but then figure a good way to be able to leverage that top client to be able to get in front of his friends, his colleagues in a way that, again, separates you from all the other financial advisors that are out there. Relationships are the key to success. Right now, everyone in your database knows three to five people who need what you sell. So how do you get those valuable referrals? By connecting consistently and meaningfully. American Lifestyle Magazine is a high-quality, 48-page publication branded to you and full of amazing content your recipients will love. It helps you stay connected with your clients and sphere, keeping you top of mind for referrals. Want to see how it works? Get your free sample of American Lifestyle Magazine at ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidSample. That's ReminderMedia.com slash StayPaidSample. Well, that kind of answers my question I wanted to pick your brain on, which is the lead generation strategy of what you would recommend to advisors if they're trying to generate leads, they're trying to develop that A book, what lead generation strategy would you recommend? I'm definitely going to say reminder media. <laughs> I mean, well, you can't do that. That's cheating. That's oh, just promoting I'm sorry. Yourself. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> um, but, you know, when it comes to lead generation, again, you got to find out what you're good at, right? Yeah. If you're comfortable getting on stage, 
I would tell you, you know, White Glove has been a great strategic partner yeah, of ours. Yeah, they do seminars or whatever, or help advisors do seminars. Yeah, yeah get comfortable. Get up on yeah. stage and find a way to be able to get in front of that high net worth client where, again, you're the star. Yeah. But if you're not comfortable getting up on that stage, then you got to find another way to be able to yep. reach out to that core top level client in a way that, again, is relationship driven. Yes. You know, it can't always be financial information. I'm telling you guys, honestly, there's so much financial information that somebody can just Google right this very second. Yep. It's not going to be the financial information that you provide most of the time that's going to bring them to be your client. It's going to be that relationship. How do you strengthen that relationship? At that point in time, if they like you, you know, Zig Ziglar, you're great about talking about Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar, you got to be liked, known, and trusted. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I do talk about our magazine actually a lot is because it really does go so far to be able to get you liked, known, and trusted to that top A-book clients, friends, and colleagues. Mm -hmm. You know, again, it's a great way to showcase what you are and and what separates you from that? Well, 92% uh, of advisors say their best uh, client comes from referrals, their best way to grow their business. And 40, yeah. I think it's 44, it might be 42%, might be quoting it wrong, um, of high net worth clients come through referrals. So, and it makes sense, right? Because I think about how I found my advisor, my wife, um, she's a school teacher, um, her friend that was a school teacher, her husband was an advisor. He right. became my advisor. How did he get to Steve, our CEO? Through yep. me yep. to Steve, yep. right? And that's how it took place. Why? Because if you think about it, people make these big life decisions based upon trust. Yeah. Right. They don't really make it based Comfort, upon assurance. Yes, right? yeah, exactly. Almost, almost a guarantee of of a result. Yeah. Because you yeah. are also revealing to people what you believe to be proprietary, confidential yes. information. So yep. if you think about yourself in real estate, like the reason why it's such a relationship based business is because it's a trust based business. It's it's your it's the biggest asset. Not only that, it's the biggest asset I'm going to purchase, the biggest investment I'm going to make. But I have to reveal to you everything about myself yeah. to be able to get this purchase. And yeah, so if bring I don't, you into my life. Yeah. yeah, if I don't trust you, there's no way. And then I don't invest with you for gains. Mm. I don't buy a home for a house or I, you know, like I buy, I buy a place where I can live, where, mm -hmm. where I can experience, like you're buying an experience when you buy a home, you want to create this house and make it a home from a standpoint of living there. And then on the financial side, you want to fulfill your dreams. I don't right. care necessarily. Like I care immensely if, if the I'm money is returns. a means to an end. Right? Yeah, but yeah. the money doesn't really matter. It's yeah. literally, am I going to be able to achieve what I want in my life? That's why it's such a trust-based business. Yeah. And relationship Absolutely. marketing is the key to the game. Yep. Well, let's talk about the failure rate a little bit because what do you, what would you say is the biggest difference or, or the difference maker between uh, an advisor who continues to have a successful career for years and those that don't even make it past the first year? Yeah, that's a great question again. Yeah. Um, but well, you I never say, say my questions are great. I don't your like questions. No. Are great. <laughs> <laughs> that's because so, you know yours are great. He has to tell me mine are great. So, uh, so the number one reason why financial advisors, especially new financial advisors, don't make it in the industry is it's literally what you said. They're not focused. They're not determined. They're not passionate about mm. the business. You know, they may They're have, interested, not committed. That's it. Yeah. That, that's exactly right. And again, so 
the more passionate about anything that you're doing, the better you're going to be. Even if you're not great at it immediately, you're going to have that drive, that consistency to do it, the, the difficult things mm. every single day to be able to, you know, get to the top of the mountain. So, You think too many advisors get into it for the wrong reasons? I do. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I think that they see every single day the stock market going up and, you know, they hear all these stories and they— They, they watch The Wolf of Wall Street. They watch The Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> whatever it happens to be. It's not a passion. You know, it's not a passion for the client. You know, one thing about Reminder Media— and one of the reasons why I love this company so much is from day one, we've always put the client's interest ahead of our own. Mm. And if you do that as a financial advisor, I promise you, you will have great success in the industry. The second you put your commission check above what your client is hoping to achieve in their life, you've lost. Yeah. Now, people don't have enough patience in life. They don't have enough patience in business and even in patience in their like relationships because they're so focused on instant gratification because it's how we tend to be wired right. is we do something, we want a result. But if you can play the long game mm. in your life, then what you'll find is not only will you get the results you were hoping for, you'll get 10x what you were hoping for if you're willing to put in that work and have that patience. That's really what it is. And, and business is all about that. And in the beginning, it's very hard to have patience. Right. Why? Because you're starving. Mm -hmm. You need money. So yep. you get commission breath. But if you can hold on, have that discipline, control your emotions, put in the consistency of the activities that produce results, you'll have success. But most people don't have that commitment because they're just interested. Yep. yep. Yeah, well, let's talk about the long game then. To let's uh, the opposite side of it. So we talked about the people that fail within the first years. Let's talk about the end of, of, the, of your practice and the exit strategy. When it comes to developing an exit strategy, creating a succession plan, what can advisors do to ensure clients stay with the new principal? So I hate to bring everything back to the magazine. I'm not, really not trying to make we don't this hate, a commercial. We don't, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But I mean, it's sell, true. Sell, sell, No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it really is true. I mean, if you look at what we provide, right? We have a very customized magazine that goes right to that individual client level that builds on that relationship. What a great way to be able to introduce the next succession to your practice in a way that's turnkey, but accomplishes the goal and introduces them as a great first meet. And then of course, there's all kinds of other opportunities to get in front of them. But it, again, it always comes down to how am I able to introduce this person in a way where they are liked, known, and trusted. And again, that's one of the reasons why our tools are so powerful. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's setting up, if you're transitioning to another advisor, if you sold your book of business, how do you build those relationships and bridge those gaps? And then if you think about the succession of like your clients, like your clients probably aren't going to live forever and they're going to pass on their account to their kids, to the beneficiary. The same concept applies. It's like you today should be trying to build a relationship with Luke if you're my father, Alan's financial advisor. Yeah. Like today, and the long-term game is so much easier if you start today because you don't have to sell me on anything. You can literally just get in front of me to build a relationship, to check in, to give value, to keep me updated on where my father's at in the journey. And then when the time comes, now I'm thinking of you and now I know you and the chances are I have a, a degree of trust with you versus if you never talk to me and my father passes away and I'm in this turmoil of transition, I'm grieving or sad, all this stuff. No way I'm going to stay with the person. 
Luke, I got to uh, <clears throat> jump in on that because that is so important. Right now, most financial advisors realize this is the largest wealth transfer in the history of mankind. You're talking about $70 trillion going from the baby boomer generation to my generation, the X generation. That's huge. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, the financial advisor has this great relationship, again, to the male head of the household or, or the household in general. But the kid lives in a state far away. And how do you communicate? How do you get in front of that kid, like you said, mm -hmm. on the long play, long before anything happens? Again, not to bring it back to the magazine, but it really is an effective mm -hmm. tool to be able to reach somebody several states away in a way that gets you Again, out in front of them, but on the relationship level, yeah. not the financial. I'm not yeah. coming to you the day that the assets are transferring and saying, hey, by the way, I was your dad's financial advisor. I want to be your financial advisor. It's too late. <laughs> there well, super yeah. easy, super tactical, easy way across industries to do this is like, just look at life events and see if you can capitalize on life events. What I mean by capitalizing is if you are Alan's financial advisor, do you know my wife, Megan and I's right. birthdays? That's a life event. Do you know um, our anniversary? Do you know these life events? Because you can easily get a card in the mail. You can easily do things from a drip standpoint that connects you to those people in a totally non-salesy way. Do you have our address to send us a holiday card? Right, those type of things are ways they could easily do it. They could send the magazine. They could do those things based upon life events. Yep. Do you know when the birthday is? Yeah, yep. you know. Yep. All right, Andrew. Last question. Other than stay paid, because I know you would say stay paid if I yeah. asked this question. Uh, if you had to read only one book or listen to only one podcast, what would it be? What should it be for advisors? Can I say stay paid? You can. <laughs> oh. That was a trick. The answer: stay paid. Now. Darn it. One book or one podcast that advisors should listen to, what would it be? So we have a very good friend uh, by the name of Brad Swinehart yep. uh, with White Glove. And I'll tell you, he does a great job yeah, be of advised, getting some yeah. really good people on there. It's very educational and it's also very enjoyable. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a great podcast. Um, so I would definitely say both Luke and I have been on that podcast. Have you been on that podcast yet? I haven't. Brad, on, get man. me on that podcast. Use this as your launching what point. are you He's doing? Andrew. He's waiting to see how you did on this show. Makes sense. And, and Makes after sense. he judges Makes that, sense. then he'll bring you on. Right. You know. It is a great podcast. It's called Be Advised. If you yeah. missed that, Be Advised, uh, Brad Swinehart with White Glove. Awesome, Andrew. Thank you so much for being here. Before we close out, how could people connect with you? What do you want them to do? Hit you up on LinkedIn? Definitely hit me up on LinkedIn. Definitely uh, reach out to me, 484-804-2963. I'd be yes. happy to share some of those coaches that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, we do have some really incredible relationships. I'm always happy to share whatever resources um, to anyone. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. You can dive deeper into this episode. Get those links that we mentioned there to Andrew's recommended podcast, as well as uh, his contact information. While you're there, you can also find the videos of our episodes. That's at staypaidpodcast.com. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, there's two ways we ask you to do it. First is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop a five-star review, along with a rating or a comment to let us know what you thought of this show. And the best way to support the show is to tell a friend or a colleague about this episode. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can follow us on Instagram. And now TikTok, we are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acree. And I want to encourage you, the action item for this podcast 
is you need to look at your book of business right now. doesn't matter what industry you're in. You all have a book of business. You have a database. And you need to ask yourself the question, am, am I doing relationship marketing on this database? If, if my business is truly built on relationships, is truly built on trust, how am I building that trust? And specifically what I want you to look at is, are you connecting with anything other than just your industry-related material, just transaction-related material? Are you doing birthday cards? Are you sending content for their enjoyment? Are you giving them things that are outside of your business? Because that will go the extra mile, create impact and strengthen the relationships that you need to give you referrals and do repeat business with you. So take action on that. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single industry, and we've been at this now for two decades and have worked in 140 industries, the difference is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 